Welcome to the Kingsford Flivver Flash. I'm Coach Van Dusen. This is Season 20, Episode 4, a Flivver Flashback. Sit down with 2019 graduate Noah Wilcox. The Kingsford Flivver Flash is a podcast dedicated to highlighting and celebrating all of the amazing things surrounding Kingsford football. The Kingsford Flivver Flash talks with players, coaches, and other figures close to and invested in the success of Flivver football. Located in Michigan's beautiful Upper Peninsula, the Kingsford Flivvers have a reputation of being a powerhouse in the UP and fearless against any opponent, regardless of size. Pride and tradition runs deep in the Flivver Nation. Let's get after it. You know, the Kingsford Fliver Flash has really been a lot of fun for me personally. And not just because I get to talk about Fliver football, which is one of my favorite things to talk about, ask my wife, um, but because of the other conversations I get to have. Uh, some of it is the research I get to do to look up into the history of some of these rivalries or the history of the trophies. Um, but the conversations that I've been able to have just in the last few weeks, uh, just looking back to the last few episodes, the first three in uh, season 20, uh, talking with Reed Harry, Matt Morrow, and Nicholas Guyon. Uh, just fantastic. And it's it's conversations I'm afraid I would not have. I know I wouldn't have unless we were publishing this podcast. So I really hope that you can have a listen. You know, they're, they're quick. They're 15, 20 minutes. And get to experience some of those conversations uh, with people associated with Fliver football because it's really, really been rewarding. And this week is no different. It's no different at all. We have a 2019 graduate, Noah Wilcox. Uh, he went to Kingsford for uh, his whole school career. He played football and he played baseball. Uh, he played fullback and linebacker. He was a punter one year. Um, and he's currently going to Bay College. So again, I, I saw Noah at a restaurant and I said, hey, you should get you on the podcast now that you've graduated and, you know, go, uh, going to school and whatnot, just to kind of reflect on on your Fliver playing days. And, and that's what we're doing. And it's just been awesome. So we got Noah Wilcox on and I hope you enjoy. All right. Thanks for coming on the show, Noah. Thank you for having me. All right. Uh, tell us you just graduated in 2019. So tell us a little bit about your playing days here at Kingsford. You were a fliver the whole time. So just kind of walk us through your playing career at Kingsford. It can be football and all other sports. So while, while going through Kingsford, I started football in fifth grade, Pop Warner. I played for Coach Harry until I was in eighth grade. And I started freshman football with Joe Kriegel. And my sophomore year, I played for Kevin Murdoch and I got pulled up towards the end of the year of my sophomore year and I played for coach O for the rest of my high school career and I've played baseball here at Kingsford since I was a sophomore is when we got our baseball team but I've played all the way up until then okay so did you play like American Legion ball before that yeah I played for APD it was for Mark Allen we all had our own age group leagues you know it didn't it didn't start off with just Legion. You had to work up to Legion. And I think Legion was age 16 is when I got to start playing Legion. Yeah, I think I, when I played, I think it was 16 to 18 was Legion. And that was uh, the Blues and the Greens we had here in Dickinson County. Yeah, we just had the Blues. That's all we had. Okay, so I was on the Greens. They went away, apparently. Um, all right, tell us uh, one of your favorite memories from playing high school football. It can be, you know, freshman year all the way through your senior year. 
So by far my favorite memory was my junior year in 2017. We were playing Escanaba at home, and I've never seen a stadium so packed in my entire life. And you guys, you guys are playing for the GNC title that year, right? Correct. Yeah, we we were playing for the GNC title, and it came down to the last couple minutes, and Escanaba had us on our heels, and we were up 21-14, and the ball happened to get popped out, and I want to say Jordan Jones made the initial hit, and the ball landed right on my feet, basically, and all I had to do was fall on top of it, and that's all that game ended up being was just a game-winning fumble recovery, and that was for sure my favorite moment. So were you guys able to take knees from there, or did you have to get a first down? We ran the clock a little bit. Uh, Coach Hofer actually ran me up the middle just a few times and kind of sealed the deal, and then we ended up taking a victory knee. That's awesome, and like you said, when the stands are that full and something of that magnitude happens, especially a big momentum swing, the place just goes nuts. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was, it was unlike anything I've ever seen at Flipper Field, for sure. I have never seen that field in particular so full. I mean, you were pretty lucky to get a seat in the stands that day. Yeah, and I remember the uh, my senior year at Flipper Field playing Iron Mountain on a Saturday at 1 o'clock. That's when it always used to be. And uh, we've done some podcasts on that. But you want to talk about a full stadium, not just the stands, but the whole stadium. People are all standing around the fence. And that's awesome. And that's, uh, that's a great memory. You'll hold, hold on to that. Uh, tell us a favorite memory just from high school, not football related, not sport related. It can be, you know, something funny that happened in class or in the hallway, lunchroom, whatever. I can't say I remember too much as of funny things that happened in class that are maybe appropriate. But um, I just I miss walking around the hallway, seeing my buddies all the time. I mean, I definitely do think about that from day to day and how how fast it went. I mean, it was, it was there one day and it was gone the next and it was pretty unbelievable to me. Yeah. It's something we always talk about, especially with the freshmen is, you know, it's going to be over before, before you even blink. And especially when you get to that senior year, nine games just goes so fast. And I agree. I actually helped out my cousin and his pop Warner team a couple of years ago when I was a junior and I had to give, I had to give the talk of don't take it for granted. It's here and it's gone. And all of a sudden, my season ended as a junior, and senior year came, and it went like it was wasn't even there. Yeah, and that's uh, I don't think I've ever met a football player that said their uh, their senior year went by slow. It just doesn't happen. So, uh, tell us something funny that happened while playing football. This could be at practice, or it could be at halftime. I know I got a handful of halftime stories again. Not all of them appropriate, but stuff that's really funny. Uh, tell us something that funny. A funny story from when you were playing. Well, I'm sure your most typical answer is definitely Hof. Hof <laughs> in general. Um, he he was a different breed, for sure. Um, I always remember this in particular is that every time he would forget his play call, he never knew what he was running. And when he would call a timeout, he would throw his headset, and the first guy that made it back to him, he would blame it on that person. Nothing was ever his fault, and you couldn't help but laugh. And you knew in the heat of the moment it would make him really mad, but you laughed because it was funny. Yeah, that is funny. And I know, uh, you know, I think all coaches have been in that where you call the play and then your minds, you know, well, if we get a first down on this or if we're short or if we, you know, whatever happens. And then in, when they line up to run it, you're like, what did I call? I don't remember. You know, yeah. I've done that on defense, and this year was my first year calling offense. Uh, thank you to Coach Murdoch for, for, teaching me how to do that but you know i had him 
what, what do you call it? What are we running? It's like, well, well, crap, I don't know. I know what I'm calling next though. You know, if we get a first down, this is happening. So that's, uh, that's pretty funny. And yeah, we, we get a lot of funny stories from Hof, but I'll tell you what, he's a great coach and he was here for over 30 years. You're bound to get, oh, yeah, you know, the good, the good and the funny. So, um, so you graduated, uh, in 2019, June, just uh, like eight months ago. So tell us what you've been doing since then. So over the summer, I was lucky enough to get a full-time job over at Kingsford Broach and Tool doing maintenance, and I enjoyed it. And um, I'm going to Bay College right now. I'm studying pre-med, and I'm kind of in the mix of if I want to go into pre-med or I got a job offer over at Boss, and I might do their co-op program. So it seems like I got a lot going right now. I mean, it's it's definitely not high school. It is, you know, the adulting phase of my life now, and get used to that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I've I really I've been working and hitting the studies pretty hard, and it's really about all. Now, are you going to Bay College in Escanaba, or are all your classes here in Iron Mountain? So far, they've all been in Iron Mountain. I know next semester there's a possibility I might have to go to Escanaba for an online class where it's pre-calculus online, but my Tests might be in Escanaba. So you'll have to go there for like a proctored type exam? From what I understand, possibly. If not, it will just be proctored here at Bay College. But there was kind of a in the middle of, yes, it will be here. Yes, it will be in Escanaba. Okay. And uh, I know I took a class once. It was in person at Northern. Um, but the instructor, uh, I think he's a doctor now, Joe Lubig. If you're at Northern in the education program, you know Dr. Lubig. He's awesome. Um, but he he had a combination of it. So we would meet, I think the first three classes we met in person. And then we did uh, like the next three or four meetings online. And then we came back to meet in person. So there's a ton of different ways of getting your education, especially through Bay. Yeah. I, and I was kind of amazed by that. You know, I had my whole life planned out <laughs> ahead of me. I mean, I, I always had that plan of playing college football and come to the time of signing any information on yes I'm coming here no I'm not coming here I really just thought about it I actually I woke up one morning about three o'clock stressed out and I applied to Bay and I think it was the best decision so far that I've ever made. Nice and like you said you're in the pre-med program and by going through Bay you're leaving a lot of options open open like this like this boss snowplow and you're not going to get you know possibly stuck in a career that you don't like. Yeah, and that's the other thing I like about Bay. You know, like you said, my options are open. And I really and I really like this offer that I got through Boss, this co-op program to become an engineer. Now, never in my wildest dreams did I ever think I'm going to be an engineer. But now that I'm working there, I can really, really see that now. That's, that's awesome. So you talk about college classes and it's not like high school. Uh, what do you think is is maybe the biggest difference between taking a college class? Um, and for those of you listening, Bay College is college. It's a community college, but it's, um, you know, it's the same as if you were to go to Northern or, or Michigan State or whatever. So what's the biggest difference between a college class and, say, taking a, a class, you know, just at high school? I'm not going to lie to you. I honestly feel that college classes are easier than high school classes, and that's because you do it at your own pace, more or less. Nobody's on you to get it done the next day because you don't have the same class at all five days of the week. 
you might have it twice and it's every other day. Um, but the only thing harder in college and in this high school are the exams. I, I know that the exams were tough, but even my friends that I played football with, I stay in contact with them and they definitely say that it is easier than high school, but come exam time, that's when you really need to hunker down and get your, get your mindset that college is college. Yeah. And that's interesting. You say it's easier because, you know, a lot of people think college is harder, but if you put in the work, just like in high school, you're going to be just fine. And you're given all of that leeway, that adulting, if you will. Um, and there's a lot of kids that can't handle that kind of freedom, if you will. Well, and I'm guilty, but I did get lazy in high school. And I think we all did. I, you know, I think we've all come to terms that high school's coming to an end and, you know, you get that laziness and it kind of scares you for the next level, but you really, you hit your studies hard and you really hunker down and get your homework done and you'd be amazed how easy it really is. Is there any uh, correlation between how hard you worked in the weight room and on the football field? And is there any carryover into your, your college studies or your, you know, whatever you're doing for work? Well, the biggest thing for me and a guy I've, I'm going to look up to the rest of my life is our old trainer, Nate. Nate really gave me that inside look of being a man. I, I know that I've always been a pretty independent person, but he really put that on me to become a leader. You know, I was a leader in the weight room and on the football field. And I think due to his coaching and making us better and really pushing us to the next level that none of us have ever experienced, it really carried on into our adult lives where you look back at your high school days and your high school football and weight room, and it's just like, you'd know how upset they'd be if you quit. And I know Nate would be upset if any of us quit. I mean, you know. At anything ever. At anything ever. So I, I look up to him now and forever and be like, you know, it's really great that I had that kind of person in my life to carry on not only weight room attitude, but adult life attitude and everything else. And that's interesting. You know, for those of you that have never met Nate or we haven't talked about Nate on the podcast much, he was a uh, strength and conditioning coach at Marquette University, and he moved back up to the UP. Um, he's originally from Colorado, and he ran our weight room program for three or four years. And uh, he ran it, which I have to assume would look a lot like it was run at Marquette University. And if I could tag one word to Nate, it would be ownership. Because when you're in the weight room, there's no, there's no cheating the bar. You know, you can write down whatever weight you want, but at the end of the day, you got to prove it. And Nate would put it on each individual to own their workout. And you got to own it as an individual, but realize that you're doing it for the guys on your left and the guys on your right. Yeah, you never wanted to skip a rep with Nate watching you. I've witnessed it firsthand that kids have gotten lazy and you'd think just one rep wouldn't be a big deal, but it was a big deal to Nate. And you knew all about it if you did it. Right. And I think, you know, what Nate was really trying to instill in all of us was one rep. Yes, it's a big deal to him, but it should be a big deal to you. And if your teammate skips out on a rep, he's, you know, he's taking that away from you too. So, uh, like I said, the one word I could, I could really pin on Nate would be ownership. You got to own. And like you said, not just your weights, uh, but your time on the field, your time in school, your time at, at work. So, yeah. And, you know, and I don't really think he planned on 
given us life lessons. You know, I think he was more like you say, that division one mentality. He was in there to make you a football player, an athlete. You know, I don't think he really realized that he touched a lot of us mentally for our future. And I think that I give him a lot of credit for who I am today. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. You know, I always say as football coaches, we teach more than just blocking and tackling. And it's those life lessons that, that you're talking about. Well, gee whiz, this has been awesome. I appreciate you coming on and uh, please stay in touch. Stop in the weight room, stop by this fall and let us know how you're doing. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. It was nice seeing all you. All right. Have a good one. You too. Thank you. That was 2019 KHS graduate Noah Wilcox. And you can find Noah on Instagram at Noah Wilcox, all one word, underscore 15, and on Facebook at Noah Wilcox. Uh, both of those uh, handles are also in the show notes. So that will do it for season 20, episode four of the Kingsford Fliver Flash, where we had a Fliver Flashback with Noah Wilcox. Uh, if you haven't already, you can go down in the show notes and like us on all of the social media sites. We have Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're pretty active on all three of those. Um, it's a little tougher to be active on Instagram right now, but we're still putting stuff up. So go ahead and give us a give us a like, a thumbs up, a double tap, all the things that are good. And until next time, this is Coach Van Dusen. Invest in tomorrow by owning today. Thank you for listening to the Kingsford Fliver Flash and supporting the great game of football. To find out more, follow Kingsford Fliver Football on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Links to all of our social media sites are available in the show notes. You can also email us at football at kingsford.org. Be sure to subscribe to the Kingsford Fliver Flash wherever podcasts are available so you get notified every time a new episode is published.